The Church Media Podcast, episode 173, Engineering with Audio Legend Bill Thrasher, part three. Let's do it. This is the Church Media Podcast. The definitive podcast for helping you create dynamic experiences and build solid media production teams at your church. Exclusive interviews and church media training from the best minds in ministry and Christian entertainment. Useful, practical content in the areas of audio, lighting, video, stage design, volunteer culture, and more. Broadcasting from the ministry headquarters of 1230 Media, here's your host, Carl Barnhill. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. I'm Carl. I'm going to tell you the same thing that I told you last week. If you missed the last two weeks of the show, stop here and go listen to episodes 171 and 172. We started a three-week series with a true legend and pioneer in the Christian media industry. Bill Thrasher is our guest. He was the head audio engineer for Disney, the Super Bowl, Billy Graham Crusades, and more. He is a master at his craft, and we are so blessed to have him on the show. You can catch up by subscribing to the podcast on iTunes or listen on our website at thechurchmediapodcast.com. That's thechurchmediapodcast.com. This week, we'll wrap up our conversation with Bill. But before we do, I want to encourage you to check out our ministry website at 1230.media. I'm sure you're all set for your Christmas worship experiences, but if you're not, feel free to grab some of our brand new Christmas worship media. We released three brand new series boxes for Christmas this year, so you can check those out, and if Christmas is already in the can for you, be sure to reach out to us for your new series starting in January. Our team is already working hard on custom media for new series and content for churches for their new year, and we would love to help you out. Affordable, high-quality custom sermon bumpers, trailers, promos, lyric media, and more. Check us out at 1230.media. We'd love to help you out. All right, we're wrapping up my convo with the legend Bill Thrasher after this church media tip. Check this out. And now, your church media tip of the week. Useful tips and tricks to help you transform the worship experiences at your church. Here's Carl Barnhill. Hey guys, here's my church media tip for you this week. Take your audience on a journey. From the moment someone drives into your parking lot to the moment that they drive away on a Sunday, it's an experience. The experience even goes outside your auditorium. During your actual service, Don't just sing a handful of random songs and preach a message where nothing really connects and is not cohesive. Think through how every element affects every other element in and around your service. Your worship experience should not be disjointed. Have a clear path you're taking your people on. Take them on a journey. Get more free coaching for your production team through our blog, podcast, and online resource library. Visit 1230.media slash training today. This is an exclusive interview from the Ministry of 1230 Media. Here is church media coach Carl Barnhill. All right, you, you mentioned one thing that uh, that the audio position is uh, is a full time job, or it can very well be a full time job. So, speak to the pastor 
that thinks because I've I've talked to these to these pastors right. who are going. Well, what do they do during the week? I mean, it's just, you know, the hour on Sunday that we need them to, to mix the audio, right? I mean, why do I need a full team of, you know, full-time tech people at my church of two, three, five thousand people? I mean, why do I need that? Can you speak to that? I, easily. I mean, the, the deal there is how big a facility you have or how small a facility. If you have a relatively simple system, you don't need many people. It's, it's just part of I, I was on staff at First Baptist Church Orlando. We built this new building. And there was what, what I, did, I didn't know about these things. We went from a downtown, very nice building to this monster building just out of town. And part of the problem was my my job as a tech guy, I wound up being up there seven days a week. There was something going on on this campus. And yeah, the, the, the youth pastor's got his one or two things going on during the week. The music department's got their couple of things here. The ladies department's over here. There's all these events. The tech guy has to show up for all of them. He's got to be there to run the sound for every little gig. And at some point or another, it's like, I'm doing 100-hour work weeks, and I'm burning out, and then everybody's mad at me going, how, 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 how dare you? How dare you say such a thing? And yet at the same time, there's too much going on here. I'm, how, how, do we, how do we do this? And yet teaching a, getting a pastor to accept that that tech job is every time something's going on in the building, somebody's kind of got to be here. It's very much kind of like custodial. <laughs> That's a terrible example. The custodial people have to be there routinely and make sure the bathrooms are clean and make sure there's, you know, everything is ready for every event. And technology people have the same type of thing, especially live audio, video, these type things, because these are now tools that we use for almost every class. I've got churches that have, have video screens in the choir room. Somebody's got to be in there to, to, to do the slides. You've got to have a tech come in and deal with the slides in the rehear- for, for choir rehearsal. Yep. So, you know, I, yeah, there's, I, I want to make my, – my problem was my job turned into 100-hour work weeks. Yep. And, and, it, and, it, and, it, and it burned me out at that point. You know, I'm still dear friends with the people who did that to me. They didn't know either. I didn't know yeah. was gonna, what, what I was walking into. They didn't really know either. And at some point, now that church has four or five, maybe six guys on staff. But they've also got a few more buildings, and, I, and they still, every now and then, take your guys and run them through a 100-hour week. Yep. You know, it's still, that's, how do I teach that to the pastors? Well, yeah, I'd really like to have a pastor's conference where I could lock the door and go, you have to listen to me for a few minutes. <laughs> These are people... That you that are part of your ministry, they are support to your ministry, and they're valuable to you. And you burn them out, and it's not good for you, and it's not good for the church, and it's certainly not good for those people. Right. Um, yeah. It's tough. It so really true. is. So I don't. True. I don't have a simple answer to it, other than we need to be taking well. In what's the old, in honor of preferring one another. Yeah. There's a scriptural verse that talks about how that's how we should how we should be is an honor we should uh, we should uh, in honor preferring one another. Yeah. I'm not going to put you. I'm not going to make you do something that I wouldn't do myself. Exactly. Exactly. Type, type things. So. All right. A cu- couple more questions for you in our time together. Let's talk about uh, microphone technique. What are some good tips for using a microphone properly? 
oh my goodness gracious, that's about a four-hour discussion <laughs> right there. Um, I, I tend to be fairly simple. I, I'm especially if it's a, a vocalist, where where you put the mic. How I mean, I I don't want the mic up in front of their face where you can't see their face, but I but I don't want the mic pointing at the pointing at the floor either. Teach, te- teaching mic technique to a singer is a mon- there's a little monster by itself right there, and yet if you can get them to put the mic in the right place, you get you pick a get good pickup. Their mouth is still visible. Um, they can get enough monitors. Doesn't have to be perfect. And and again, I don't think it's as much a I have to find the perfect mic. I really, however, need to train the people how to use them. That's the hardest part to me is the singers need to have classes on how to hold a mic, what to do. Um, in the group regeneration, we basically it was pre-recorded music. You had ten singers on stage, and the, it was and this and it's doing eight and ten part harmony a lot of the time. Regularly, the high soprano she would get she could go she could go very high very softly, but she had to know when she did that. To pull the mic in and basically touch the windscreen to your chin when she got that quiet on these really really high notes. There's no way I could pick it up unless she did that. This the low bass is the same thing. When he went for a low note, he's gonna pull it in. I had to be careful and watch the level, but he had to know pull the mic in and the windscreen just touch your touch your chin a little bit. I still want to see your mouth. I don't want it you know, I don't want I don't want the mic up in front of your nose, but I it took time to teach people to use the mic. It was, in fact, that was we spent as much time practicing that early, uh, uh, getting mic technique down, which made my job possible. Um, if mic technique is horrible, sound guy's chances are horrible. It's zero. He can't win. And yet, again, there's a class right there. You've got to take the singers. Who's the soloist? And especially guest people who walk in. What do you do with somebody who's got horrible mic technique? And what do you, yeah, hi, how do I teach my text? What do I do with that? Or do I have the minister of music at some point needs to walk up there and go, I'm sorry, we really need you to hold the mic closer to your chin, and we really want to see your lips. So I don't want it up in front of your face. We want to see your face. Um, could you do that for us, please? And if you, and the singers were not willing to do it, then at some point you go, well, you know, thank you, but I guess we can't we can't use you today. Um, but I, again, I'm back to the team team effort, and I'm back to the management again. Who's who sort of got the authority to walk in and ask these things? And yet, teaching singers to hold mics is a huge battle right there. There's a there's a class you need to have once a month or something just to for, for singers to touch them up. Who's who's doing well? Who's taking notes? Who's watching this? How do we how do we fix our problems? Yes, you're going to have an accident every now and then. Live music is full of those. It's okay, but how do we try not to have as many of them as we can? And yet that's a now I'm asking my singers to come in for another hour somewhere and just work on mic technique and things. I'm asking a lot, and are the singers willing to come do that? Yeah. Um, that's, a, that's a huge question. It really is. Uh, and yet that, that is the start of the whole of the chain. If the mic ain't in the right place, it ain't going to work on the, at, the, at the console or at the loudspeakers. Right. 
Mr. With Doc, Mr. With Mr. Graham, as he got older, he got quieter and quieter. And at the same time, we were putting video screens and stuff on the stage, moving light fixtures. The noise level on the stage was going up because he's speaking quiet, more quieter, and his, his, he's speaking less, less for not, not as much energy. Right. Uh, for a long time, he wore a lapel mic, and that worked great. But at some point or another, that lapel mic, it's, it's still below your voice, below your mouth, and your mouth is pointing straight out. We wound up moving to a microphone in front of him, and over time, that microphone, got, it, it was sneaky. It got a little closer and a little higher, and it got up, and I, I was involved in multiple discussions with Mr. Graham and Cliff and those type people saying, nobody's trying to get you... And the TV director especially. No, we don't want the mic up in front of his mouth. We want to keep it down, but we're hearing more noise than we're hearing of him. We all need this to work together. What do we got to do to work together? And they were, you know, yeah, we'll go, we'll go work on it. And everyone did, and it worked when everybody worked together. Yeah. So there, there's a mouthful there. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. One thing that you mentioned is, you know, that accidents happen, mistakes uh, it can sure. happen, and you work on those together. I want to get into that a little bit. So, I, 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 oh, read, yeah. I read about one of your most embarrassing moments with uh, Johnny and June Cash at a Billy Graham crusade. Uh, York, I, yeah, Central yeah, Park. Yes, I remember it well. Will you tell us about that and the importance of what I'm trying to get at is the importance of not making last minute changes to transitions yep. or to uh, an sure. experience. It, it was an enormous thing. It was a, it was it was a Central Park. It was a one day one 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 hour hour and a half program in Central Park in New York. Huge crowd. I think it's a quarter of a million people there. It's the largest Billy Graham thing that I did in terms of crowd. Um, at that point, I was sort of there, there was a. A guy named Bill Fazig was the, was basically a head, the head audio guy, and I was his assistant. And he and I between. We would juggle who did what, depending on what was going on, and we decided Bill was going to do front of house, I would do monitors, um, which is fine. And everything was put together. Now, in those days, we had pre-recorded uh, tracks. It's what they used for singers, and those pre-recorded tracks were on reel-to-reel uh, tape machines. This was a big Ampex you know, quarter. It was a big Ampex uh, recorder, a professional unit. All the and I'm sitting up on the stage. We did rehearsals. Everything went fine. It was we got the the crowd is in place. We opened the program up, and all of a sudden, well, we did have this one weird thing. We had an intercom. We had an intercom with a with a call button, where you could push a button and it would ring one specific intercom. So I could call the guy at front of house and get him on intercom very easily. I, that was the first time I'd ever seen anything like that. That was worth a fortune to build something that would do that. But I, I'm sitting at the monitor console and my intercom chirps, beep, beep. I pick it up and it's Cliff Barrows. And Cliff says, oh, we're gonna change the program. Bill, Bill, Mr. Mr. Graham, Billy, is gonna go out front and introduce John and Junie Cash, John and June Cash. Well, that's that's highly irregular. Mr. Graham normally sat in his chair until it was time for him to talk. He got up and he get back to his chair. He didn't do other things. Uh, that was unusual. Again, he normally, but just before he spoke, he wore a clip-on lapel mic. Part of this had to do with sound, but part of it also had to do with privacy. He did not want the microphone near him when he was up on the platform just talking to people around him. He wanted the microphone. The microphone was sitting well, literally on the side of the stage. As he, just before he got up to preach, 
The microphone was brought over, put on. He got up, preached his sermon, came back, sat down. The microphone was removed. The microphone went away. He could lean over then and talk to his wife or to Cliff or whoever was, and nobody else could be listening. Part of it was privacy and just comfort. I'm, I, once I've finished my sermon, I can now say what I want to say to you. And, you know, it was, it was part of their whole deal. Um, Mr. Graham is going to introduce the, uh, the, the caches, John and June. Okay, well, uh, how is exactly that going to work? He's just going to go up to the pulpit? Yes, yes, yes. He's going to go to Fine. Okay, okay. I think I can deal with that. Um, that means I, I, I got my head together and went, okay, fine. I, two or three or four minutes later, chirp, 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 my intercom goes off again. Oh, well, he's going to use his lapel mic. He's not going to walk up to the pulpit. Mm-hmm. And I, my immediate reaction was, is, oh, uh, okay. Again, I'm not really thinking five steps in advance or by, behind other than, Okay, I, 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 if, that's, if that's what you have to do, that's what you have to do. Um, so what happened was we got up to it. Mr. Graham got up, went up front. I turned the mic on. He introduced John and June Cash. Now, part of this goes back to a lot of history. Mr. Graham and his wife and Johnny and June Cash were very close friends. They, were, they went on vacation together. They went fishing. They were, they were, they were very close friends with each other. So this is a very comfortable, personal, intimate thing for Billy to walk up there and put his arm around Johnny and say, I want to introduce these two folks. And so he's wearing his mic, and so when he says, and now here's John and June, I reached over to the tape machine and went click and push the play button. Uh-huh. And the, the tape machine just went, Brr. it was not, it was not, it, it had not hold it, been holding its tension, and it just stopped. So I reached over. Turned to my left, grabbed the reels, tightened them back up, set the mark, and went play again. Now that took three or four, maybe four or five seconds for me to for me to turn away from my job, my monitor console, and go to the tape deck and start the thing again. What happened in that same four or five seconds is Mr. Graham turned around and started walking back towards his chair. At which point he walked right up to a wash monitor loudspeaker, at which point there was a burst of feedback. I mean, screeching, screaming. I mean, everybody on the platform levitated four or five <laughs> inches in the air because it, it was this horrible thing, which I, I swung around and went pop and hit, the, and hit the fader pump and stopped. And then the music, by music started, they sang their solo. Everything was fine. They got through the song. Mr. Graham came and did his message. We went all through. Everything was fine. But just, 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 after, just after Mr. Graham got up to preach, the intercom went off again. Chirp, 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 chirp. What now? You know, sorry. I am a total I – am, I am shaking. I am so uh, uh, you know, frustrated. Um, What's the deal? And it was the, it was Cliff Barrow's assistant named Johnny. Johnny says, "I guess I guess we threw a little too much too fast, didn't we?" <laughs> yes, we did. We yeah. didn't have time to think through. And again, part of it had to do with the tape deck would not hold its tension, which I didn't know that until we had let it sit there for a while with a tape on it. It's not one of those things you'd always notice, uh, but it had a way of, of losing its tension, and it didn't. It wasn't ready, and. We learned, but it was just one of those moments. But at the end, Cliff came over and afterwards, and was laughing at me because I was so distraught. But I just remember 
looking at the, the, the VIPs sitting on the platform. There's all these incredible people, <laughs> the, the mayor of New York and all these things, and they are levitated <laughs> out of their chairs from this screech of – right. and those speakers are just a few feet away from most of those people. Uh, and it was just one of those, oh, my word, I think we're going to have a heart attack. You know, and I, I slapped the fader down, and it went away. But, it, you know, at the same time, you go, oh, yeah, how, making a last-minute change in a program like that where all these people, there's multiple people, there's camera operators, there's audio, there's video, there's lighting. Everybody's got their cues in order and have worked out the D. And at some point, you walk up front and go, let's do something different. You can almost guarantee there's going to be an error somehow or another because can can everybody think through all the possible uh, changes and, and permutations of what happens when you just change one little thing so uh, for churches a good order of service and if and if you're gonna do something weird you walk out front and you say you know what I've, I've been thinking about it a minister of music or pastor or whoever we, we, we had planned to do such and such but I think we should. I think I'd rather do this, and I'm giving our tech people right now some time to get there to get to reorganize because these guys are all up there ready to go. And I just changed the rule. I just changed the plan. So give them a couple of seconds. And while you're at it, how about give them a piece of applause or something? You know, make, make it light so people don't say something's weird. Right. Walk out there and talk and say, you know, our, we have this whole team of people here ready to go, and I'm going to change it. And don't be afraid to, to, to make it part of and, – and, and say thank you to all of these people. Right. Um, it's worth everything. Getting, getting that, even if, especially if they, you mess with them and then you say thank you, sorry for messing with you. They're going to remember it. They're yeah. going to be treated and felt like, hey, I'm part of the team. I, I, someone actually cares about what I'm doing here. Yeah, and, and let, me, let me speak to that because I, I, I've Please. talked to a lot of churches and pastors that will change stuff on the fly – Expect that the tech people to go with them, which um, to a certain extent we can. Uh, but I think that a lot of pastors will throw the tech team under the bus because they have the microphone, and sometimes it's it's them that didn't plan ahead <laughs> or, or whatever. And they'll throw the tech team just right under the bus. Yeah, and again, no one should ever do that to anyone. Yeah. Uh, there's no reason, especially in a church environment, that anybody should be getting fussed at from the platform. If, yeah. if, I, if I do something bad, take me aside afterwards, and I'll be glad to de- I'll be glad to apologize to whoever I need to apologize. But there's no point at this point. I I remember as a, a very young um, at church when when we I was helping the janitor run church just as after I got saved and became a church member, you sat upstairs in the top of the balcony in a little box, a little room yep. with a window in the front, and they were doing a basically it was the way well, two you had two four input mixers. One was the house PA, the other one was the radio feed, live radio broadcast, and something happened. I don't remember exactly what it was, but there was a blast of feedback. Um, when there shouldn't have been, because they changed the program at the last second. And then the pastor immediately turned around, how about guys, y'all just turn the sound system off, come out of the room and come out and sit down, and I'll preach without it today. And myself and the janitor, who were running the sound, came out and had to go sit in our chairs and sit down. And we sat out there the rest of the service. And 
and I, I remember that vividly being yeah. called out in the middle of the service That's that terrible. we made a mistake. Yeah. Um, terrible. And it really was as much you changed the program, and we didn't anticipate correctly. Right. Um, so yeah, it, it's uh, yeah. I, 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 if when that happens, it, the cliff the cliff bearers of this world would have no problem walking out front and going, you know what? I think we just threw a curveball at our tech team that they weren't expecting. Right, and he, and he would come out and apologize and say, "I want you to give these guys a hand because they." And he would come out and and, and say, "Please applaud these guys because they killed it. They worked so hard." Right. He would come out and, and turn something negative into something very positive. Right, and that 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 matters because yeah. even even little snide comments from uh-huh. the stage can can hurt. Like, well, I guess it works now. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. stuff like that is like. Ah, oh, you just you're kicking me while I'm down a little bit, like I, you know, yeah. and so yeah, I think pastors and uh, you know stage people need to be uh, aware of that, and vice versa. We need to work with them, and it be a a joint effort in accomplishing the experience. And the more we can work together, um, as opposed to uh, you know going off and doing our own thing, I think it, it really does matter. One of the things we did in the later years with Billy Graham is we had a we typically had before the first service whenever our first service was the, the if, if it was that evening we had the meeting in the morning or if it was in the morning we had it the evening before we got everybody all the TV people all the lighting people all the crew music instrumentalists everybody in a room and we talked through the order of service and and you never in the middle of that discussion you'd always go wait a minute i i i won't have that uh, how do i get from here to there and 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 you and you thought about it because you had all these people sitting up here thinking about their part of it and we would have these team let's really sit down and talk through it and work out the bugs and yeah. 9 out of 10 times there was a bug to be worked out yep and I, I, so many church things today are, well, here's the order of service. What else do you need? Right. Well, no, no. that's a nice outline, but that's not a detailed script. Right. <laughs> I wish it were, but it isn't. Yeah. You know, so it's and, – and even then, when something bad happens – Someone walks out front and says, "We're very sorry about that. We have such a great team here, and they work so hard, and we and we threw them a curveball, and and it's yeah. not their fault." Yeah, good. You know, you can you can in, in honor preferring one another. Right, right. You know, back to back to that scripture verse, um, and it's and that one. That's where I come from. Is yeah. yeah, that's what. How do I teach the pastors that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oops, now, now I'm meddling. Now I'm no longer <laughs> preaching. I'm now meddling. Yeah. So, well, sting business. <laughs> as we as we wrap today, give us one last piece of advice or challenge to the church media folks, or or specifically maybe the church audio techs. Give one last challenge to them before we wrap today. I, I would I would challenge them all to to go out of your way to 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 your to your pastor to your minister of mu- music whoever you deal with and go to them and say I need I'm sure there's some things you think I need to learn tell me one of those things and, and help me find a book what what can I do I want to get better I, I want you to please help me find a way to get better can can you give me a lesson can you send me to a class um, whatever is there a book we can buy um, but go be, don't be willing to go to your pastors 
music director of worship leaders um, and say, okay, we know we had a problem. We, we want to work on this. Will you come help us work on this mm. and, and work these things out together? Uh, that would be my thing for the tech guys. Be willing to go down and always say, yeah, we screwed up. Would you come help us and help us find a way so we won't we won't mess it up next time again? Um, it's, it's a tough it's it's messy is what it is because we're dealing with people's feelings, and at the same time, if if I'm doing my job as a good audio guy, no one knows I'm there. Right. I'm invisible. Exactly. If I'm doing my job right, I am invisible, and there are some people who who aren't comfortable with that. They, they don't want that. I don't mind being invisible when it's time to be invisible. Um, but at the same time, I, I, I need there's this huge team organization thing. It is the musicians. It is the, it is the staff. It is, it is so many people inter, inter, interacting with people. It is the piano tuner who comes in every now and then and just tunes the piano. He's a part of this. Um, there's so many pieces, M- microphones, you know, especially wireless microphones. Who is who is who is going to take it on regularly? Every three months, every four months, we're going to go back and redo coordination. Are we sure we're coordinated? Who who's going to go dig into that and learn and find out and make sure we don't have an oops on a Sunday? Yeah. The, the, the complexity of what we're doing is actually quite quite high. Uh, when you do a whole bunch of wireless mics and all this other stuff in your monitors, and goes, oh my goodness, the RF challenge alone is a monster. So how do we how do we how do we look at each other and go, I'll help you with your part if you'll help me, and if I need to learn something, help me learn it, teach it to me, or get me a class. Yeah, it, it's it's huge. It's 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 it is to me. It is the greatest need in church today. And that's I don't. That's not meant to be rude, but it's. I walk in and I just cringe at times when somebody says something rude from the platform about a tech, or or the whole thing just comes apart in the middle because it wasn't organized. Yep. I it said I I I wish I had a better answer for it, but uh, yeah. How how do it, it makes it makes everybody you have to get in the middle of it and you have to care. That's what it amounts to. Right. Everybody has to try and and each and help each other in the process. And I was going to say that you you're I think you're being so honest, and I try to do that with this podcast and with with other things. Is that the reason that we are so passionate and so honest and blunt at times is because we do care. It's because we do want to see the kingdom succeed um, and churches yep. succeed. Um, and so, uh, man, uh, your your passion. I could talk to you all day, Bill. <laughs> well, it's, well, yeah. It's, obviously, you've been through a lot of the same stuff I've been through, so yeah. it's uh, it's quite interesting. Yes, sir. Well, Great job. it really is. I'm so honored to uh, to spend time with you and welcome you back anytime. And just just really appreciate your uh, all your wisdom and for sharing with us today. Oh, my pleasure. This has been an all access interview from Twelve Thirty Media. For more interviews, training, and exclusive content for your production team, visit 1230.media/training.
Hey guys, I want to give a shameless plug to our blog at 1230.media. It truly is the place to go for the best church media training on the web. You're going to be inspired and learn from church media directors, pastors, audio engineers, lighting coordinators, video directors, worship leaders, and more. We currently have over 30 authors on the site right now. You're going to hear from a variety of voices, including myself, Stephen Brewster, Luke McElroy, David Leuschner, Jason Diba, Dan Bracken, Ben Stapley, James Wassum, and a host of others in the church media space. There are tons of free resources too, from hundreds of links to free PDFs of training guides, position checklists, interviews, and other training materials. You're also going to hear interviews with powerhouse church media professionals, Hollywood producers, and more. There are interviews with everyone from Phil Vischer, the creator of VeggieTales and What's in the Bible, the producer of Woodlawn, Kevin Downs, T.C. Stallings from War Room, Kirk Cameron, Shonda Pierce, Alex Kendrick, Dallas Jenkins, Mark Lowry, the list goes on. The best place to learn from media professionals and Christian music artists. There are hundreds of articles and interviews on the blog, absolutely free for you and your team. Check it out at 1230.media forward slash blog. That's 1230.media forward slash blog. For additional resources for your team and more on this episode of the podcast, visit the show notes page at thechurchmediapodcast.com forward slash 173. That's thechurchmediapodcast.com forward slash 173. Get more content and access to our entire podcast vault absolutely free. Thechurchmediapodcast.com. On the next Church Media Podcast. Next week on the show, our core 1230 team will be in studio with me for a special Christmas episode of the show. My wife Katie, along with our Youth Room podcast hosts Trevor Miller and Daniel Stahl Stevanis, will be in. We're going to be talking about our most memorable Christmas worship experiences, and we're going to be giving away lots of free stuff for listening to a podcast over Christmas. Our biggest giveaways ever. We're going to be giving away worship media, custom media discounts, training material, and more as our Christmas gift to you. So be sure to be here for that. And subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you would, subscribe on iTunes. Just search Church Media and we'll come right up. Or you can check out our website for more subscription links and additional content. It's all at thechurchmediapodcast.com. Well, thank you guys for listening this week. Go out there and create some incredible worship experiences this weekend. I'll catch you next week. The Church Media Podcast is a production of the Ministry of 1230 Media and produced by David Michael Hyde. For show notes, archive episodes, and more free resources for your team, visit thechurchmediapodcast.com.